Welcome to another episode of Bad and Busy, a weekly chit-chat about serious and spicy stuff brought to you by two chicks just having a yarn. First of all, hi. Yes. I always feel like when I listen back, I'm like, we never introduce ourselves to people know whose voice it is. Yeah, I know. So I'm Steph, and that that was Kelsey. <laughs> um, we just wanted to start off the episode covering current affairs, or not even current affairs, just what is happening in the world that's important. So there's been a lot going on since we both sat down to do a one-on-one or a mini-sode, we think it's important Mm -hmm. to start off by recognising the Black Lives Matter movement. We are privileged white women and so are a lot of you. We need to do better to educate ourselves about the world around us. There is a tonne of literature out there, people to follow and podcasts to listen to. There's also a tonne of ways to help donate, call out casual racism, sign petitions, change your consumer habits. Two suggestions to get us all started. Grace and Isabel over at After Work Drinks podcast did a wonderful episode on the topic and it's called Let's Talk About Something Uncomfortable Race. They've also shared a lot of ways that you can make changes in your everyday life, provided reading recommendations and even people to follow in the episode's show notes. So that's a good place to start. You can also listen to Bobo and Flex's podcast if you don't already. Yeah, and follow them um, on Instagram as well. Mm. And I think if we can all make a change to learn more, if you're not already donating. mm, Yeah, education. Yeah, that's where I'm going to start for sure. Right, so today's episode has been requested by some of you, but it's also one that we've wanted to touch on for a while now, but we hadn't really had the chance. It is a deep dive into Emily Oberg and the mess that is clothing and wellness brand Sporty and Rich. We wanted to try and come at this at an, as unbiased, so we will try our best. Um, I think, Steph, because we've waited and it seems to have died down a bit, We've given it a bit of time and there's been obviously more to come out of the whole situation and um, you can kind of watch how she's going quite hard on the recovery effort. Definitely. Mm. It's been so interesting to watch but we should start from the top. If you're not already across the story or don't know what Sporty and Rich is, here's a brief rundown. Emily Oberg is a 26-year-old Canadian and she got her start at Complex Magazine in 2014, hosting their YouTube channel and moved from Canada to New York. At 21 and a year into the job, she started Sporty and Rich, launching a magazine of the same name. After three years, she moved from Complex to become the creative lead of Kith Women before becoming, oh, before and I quote, sorry, <laughs> becoming burnt out and depressed. Then she quit after two years, moved to LA and met her boyfriend, David Obadia, who is the founder of men's clothing line Harmony. 
He pushed her to finally launch Sporty and Rich as a clothing line and she did the first drop last year. She was also doing some creative and styling work on the side and sort of earned herself a name in the streetwear and fashion world in the US, shooting and styling editorials and advertising campaigns. Now, touching on the drops, the brand's ethos is all about sustainability. So they focus on producing based on demand. Remember that. They Mm. focus Mm. on producing based on demand and only make limited runs of each collection to be more environmentally friendly. Yeah, so on the website, it reads, As a brand, we value our Mother Earth. This is why we have partnered with leading environment non-profit organisations to help reduce and offset the damage that producing garments does to our planet. 1% for the planet is one of um, the charities that they work with. And it says, so basically that whole philosophy is that each year they contribute 1% of their annual revenue to charities. Um, They're also said to be members of Offset Earth and Eden Reforestation. Um, You can read more about that on the website as well. So then it also goes on to say, we encourage our customers to keep their S&R pieces forever as they will only get better with time. (laughs) And that is a very important quote to remember. So the brand received major hype because of its 80s and 90s wellness aesthetic. It blew up on Instagram with streetwear enthusiasts and hype bays. There's a whole subculture of the athleisure trend she's pushing on social media and and Tumblr. It's like Princess Di and that shoot that Hailey Bieber did for mm. Vogue Paris, which is so good. Love Gab Waller uh, was getting inundated with orders. Celebrities were wearing it. The combination of hard to get your hands on, limited exclusives and a hefty price tag meant that people were jumping all over the SNR bandwagon, ourselves included, so much. Mm. Um, big name websites like Essence, Selfridges and even Inku started stocking the brand too. So far, so good. Yes? Yeah, that's that's what I thought. Um, so I guess from here, like I'm unsure of the exact timeline, but it was a combination of things that led to her undoing, you could say, and the brand's cancellation. I'm saying that in quotation marks because we don't want to be part of the cancel culture. No. Um, it is important to note, though, that by this time Emily had – become herself like a sort of influencer or social media star. So she was posting pictures of her Rolexes, her life in Paris. I think she had a G-Wagon or like a roll, uh, not a Rolls Royce, a Range Rover. You know, there was many selfies in bike shorts, new balances and oversized jumpers. <laughs> so mm. I think um, it kicked off with a post she posted to the Sporty and Rich Wellness Club Instagram page. So that's the like magazine that she started of the same name. Um, and it's where she regularly posts health and wellness advice from the blog on the Sporty and Rich website, which I remember weirdly you have to sign up to to get access to it. Mm. But it wasn't anything super cool secretive. Or, or secretive. No, I think maybe um, – it's probably like a subscription um, service thing. thing, yeah, which is quite mm. smart. So from the get-go, the content is pretty wild and in some cases gives out poor health advice. She does get experts to comment on some topics though. For example, Nike trainer Kirsty Godso wrote an 
article on fasted cardio, which we will talk about another time. Um, <laughs> but, you know, then, then there's also posts on probiotics, vitamin D, the vagus nerve, colonics, bloating, etc. The account is still up and public if you want to check it out. Um, I saw a post from someone who was a writer there and it read, quote, the site is made up of posts from people who aren't paid or even tagged unless they're verified accounts. When she was first recruiting contributors, she said she'd publish writer bios and their handles so people could find their accounts. This was a lie and I have screenshots. She never published writer bios and only verified accounts to boost her image, even though she was exploiting content creators who were writing for her for free. She also would go literal weeks without telling writers when their articles would be published and claimed she would publish multiple articles of mine that she never did. Hmm. Always choosing more famous verified accounts. She is unprofessional on every level and exploits anyone anytime she thinks she can get away with it. She is not a good person, end quote. Whoa. That is very damning. Right. So back to the post that went up and sparked this whole thing. It was, um, I don't know if you remember, but we'll put all these screenshots, screenshots, screenshots. You can find us on a screenshot. (laughs) (laughs) We'll put them up on our Instagram um, so you can have a look for yourselves. But it was like a graph comparison chart and it was comparing the cost of fast food versus real food in America. So it was titled, You Don't Need to Be Rich to Be Healthy. And it pointed out the cost of a happy meal compared to a bag of lettuce. It's obviously since been deleted, but we have the screenshots. Um, Emily herself added the post to her own story with the caption, stop making excuses. Being healthy isn't just for the privileged. And so this is where people started insisting she is fat phobic. Yes. Um, Her followers were quick to comment and criticize the ignorance behind it, particularly her own privilege, noting that some low income areas don't even have access to fresh quality foods. Um. Then she, uh, yeah, so as I said, she deleted the post. I'm pretty sure it was quite immediate. Um, And instead of addressing it, she shared a photo of an apple with six solutions for people living in food deserts, but before putting out an apology stating that she knows nothing about the issue, so shouldn't have said anything. Crazy. Yeah. Ugh. But from here, it seems a probe into her and the brand was already underway. Like, why would you draw attention to yourself this way? Mm. There had been many accusations of plagiarisms with glaringly obvious references and evidence of copycatting. However, I would like to say that she was pretty transparent about it. She would always post references of vintage logos shirts and whatnot yeah of the Range Rover campaigns and the Land Rover yeah the Land Rover one that she's currently got Mm. in the 80s and New York Tennis Club member merchandise and things like that yeah I always saw that stuff like her referencing it but like I mean even when Hayley Bieber did that um Vogue shoot it was all very um in vogue for lack of a better word like yeah like it's that's what the fashion is right now that's what the brand is based on and again Mm -hmm. where this like subculture comes into play like obviously plagiarism is wrong and there's a big Mm -hmm. that that is an issue here but Mm -hmm. like 
I I think it's funny because I think a lot of these brand a lot of these people that are calling Emily out weren't following the brand from the start. But if you knew right. her before this, and if you were following the brand from the start, you know that she's always been about like a re- like not referencing, but like that she's always posting that kind of stuff from other places. Yeah, sure, like not cop like copying them and bring out your own line of things is wrong. But that's where I think it kind of is a bit blurry on the plagiarism yes. front. And people want to buy, like I want, not want to buy, I want to wear something that looks like what Lady Di was wearing with her bike shorts and the and the jumpers with the big logos and whatnot. Yeah. And Vintage. we should also point out that there's a lot of other brands that do the same thing. Yeah. And have copied old school, um, you know, reinvented like the New York Tennis Club merchandise stuff or whatever. Mm. Um mm-hmm. There's even brands that have like copied the name, like sporty and rich, but you know, I think there's one that's like peace and quiet. Like it's the uh, same yeah. thing. Yeah. Like, what can you do? Yeah. Um, but that's where an Instagram account called Not Sporty Rich surfaced and basically called out the brand presenting side by side comparisons of the designs that the label was plagiarizing at first I didn't think this was a big deal because as we mentioned followers of the brand already knew that this was the case Mm. the oh I didn't realize the account got deleted but resurfaced as not sporty rich too yeah so I when I was doing double checking everything and doing some research I typed it in and I went back to like my saved post and like it wasn't there uh, and then I saw that it said not sporty rich too and I think they'd been issued like a cease and, des- cease and desist potentially I feel like I saw that somewhere but I could be wrong I um, don't want that but they've been obviously blocked and reported so they started a new one right pardon me um so then in May of this year well, this is all this mm-hmm. year, but in May, so not long ago, um, a woman, I think she was from, I think she's from New Zealand. She, her name's Phoebe. And she posted to her own Instagram account flagging the brand. So she sort of wanted to know why um, it was so hyped. And then she said that, you know, she, trying, well, while she was trying to find out why everyone loved it so much, she said she, she started to do her own research and discovered some problematic behaviour, including Emily's appearance on a podcast called Failing Upwards, which has now been rebranded to Throwing Fits. Mm. Um, it's hosted by two New York fuckboys who are that whole streetwear fashion scene. And when you listen to the episode, I think they're equally as gross. Um I'm pretty sure that they start the conversation by saying that Emily flew from Little St. James on Jeffrey Epstein's private plane. It's fucked. Um, and she just laughs at them the whole time while they're being sexist and misogynistic and fucking gross. Hmm. We'll link the podcasts in the show notes. They're a bit tricky to find us. She's likely tried to wipe them from the internet. Yeah. Uh, but in them there's loads of racially insensitive jokes. She mocks other fashion labels, talks about her wealth and income, Owning a Rolex, a G Wagon, only making quote two fifty k, which is basically nothing after tax. <laughs> One of the male hosts says, "Quote: Can you imagine all the losers out there listening to this that want to punch you in the face?" And they all laugh hysterically, which is just wild. <laughs> she also jokes about suicide, overweight people, and clearly doesn't respect her fans or followers or the brands or companies that she works with and that pay her. Mm. She brags about getting paid $12,000 for a post from a makeup brand when she doesn't even wear makeup. 
Um, she just sounds immature, bratty, privileged, uneducated, and obnoxious. Yes. We were, we, yeah, we were going to run some audio clips to go with this, but we weren't sure on plagiarism, etc. But um, here's some direct quotes from the episode. Um, quote, I don't get how brands like Amiri do well. I guess there's just that many people out there with bad taste. Bad. Another one is, quote, oh, yeah, I am. We how do you even say that she didn't say an anti-vaxxer? So he, um, one of the guys was like, and you're an anti-vaxxer. And then she goes, oh, yeah, I am big time. I don't know what vaccines give you autism, but like some do. Okay, right. Fucking We're going to run with that. <laughs> Quote, as a full-time influencer, I think what they do is they take pictures and outfits all day long. Wow. Interesting. Um, and then she also says, I did an Evian post recently and I had to delete it because they fucking freaked out. So I should clarify, they is her followers on Instagrams. Um, mm-hmm. and quote, they were just like nonstop. How can you promote single-use plastic? You're supposed to care about the environment. So much hate. But I'm not promoting single-use plastic. I'm promoting Evian, end quote. Right. Dumb. Okay. <laughs> there was loads more, but. Kelsey and I couldn't listen. I text you and I said I just couldn't listen anymore. Yeah. Even her giggling and everything that the yeah. guys were saying, it was absolutely doing my head in. Yeah, it's um, quite disturbing. So there's two. There's like one's called like Gut Check with Emily Oberg and then there's another one which is the one where she talks about um, the suicide um, stuff. I right. think I think there's okay. two from memory, yeah. So we'll, mm-hmm. we'll, we can, if you want to listen to them, we'll pop them up. Um and then I guess in what seems like from here the worst timing ever for the brand, all while all of this is happening, they're experiencing major issues with shipping. So what first began as delays because of coronavirus, customers quickly came to realise it's just how the brand is was operating. So pretending mm. to be sustainable and made to order to buy time was one of the rumours that started going around. So personally, I made an order in December of last year, um, sent them a DM in January to which they never replied, emailed them in late January. They replied a week later saying it was taking a while because everything is made to order. Um, I received the order at the end of April. So by that time I didn't even fucking want it anymore. Like it's five months later. And also that would have nothing to do with the pandemic because – no. That was kind of just when it sort of kicked off and I ordered in December. <laughs> exactly. Um, meanwhile, I was stupid and made another round of purchasing before this that order had even arrived and the same thing happened. Emailed them, heard nothing, DM them, heard nothing. The second order took only a couple of months to arrive for memory but still. Um, mm. And Steph, the same, the same thing happened with you. Didn't you order... Yeah, so I ordered to um, – what I noticed with ordering, I ordered to hats, um, but I wanted to touch on quality and price here too because both of our orders arrived, A, very late, mm. with no customer service whatsoever, which also once you place an order and put all your details in, you don't get a confirmation of purchase no. or anything, an no. email or anything. No. It just comes out of your bank account. Yeah. <laughs> and B, they arrive in dirty plastic satchel bags and then the items were inside clear 
flimsy plastic bags with labeling on them like what you'd expect for a cheap sus amazon order not a luxury brand yeah because to give you a scope on price the hats I think the hat was around $90. Like it cost me all up about 300 Australian to get two hats here. That's fucked. Isn't it stupid? Yeah, and a T-shirt is $125 and yeah, plus shipping. Oh, so that's more than like like a Givenchy T-shirt. Like, I know. Oh, you what know, are you so, doing? Like, like a luxury brand. Um, so if you thought it couldn't get any worse, <laughs> you'd be wrong. Um, as we mentioned, the quality of the brand is low, like really low. Like they clearly buy cheap items from elsewhere that are mass produced and nasty. So they're not high end. They're not sustainable. It's not luxury. Whatever it is you want to call the other end of the spectrum. Um, people start sharing on social media photos of their items that are falling apart. They have tacky and ruined logos, poor cheap printing jobs, and some, which are the worst, still have the tags from the previous brand attached to the item. So it'll say like saying, you know, made in Vietnam or made in China. That's what my hats say. They both say made in Vietnam. <laughs> See? And <laughs> then a it, photo. Yeah. And then it has a sporty and rich tag sewn over the top of it so obviously whoever's doing quality control or wherever these are getting produced have been told to take those off and they haven't um then there was all these photos about how people would wash their items and they'd fall apart or fade right off um and I just looked this morning because I wanted to make sure that we hadn't missed anything before we did this and the latest round have seen orders um, coming in that have ink on them, like dirt. They're dirty. So people – like one girl was like, this is disgusting. It's so dirty. I put it in the wash and then the label has like faded right off. The printing's oh. all cracked, like from one wash. Oh, no. From here, we go back to the Not Sporty Rich Instagram account from earlier. They started becoming like a cause for the people posting customers' experiences and posting photos of poor quality products and items that had the wrong tags or were ruined from one wash, like we said, while helping customers find out how they could get refunds, all while calling out Emily and Sporty and Rich to stand up and take some accountability. Mm. Instead of doing that, though, the brand went off on its customers being condescending, rude, and obviously not helpful. I feel like it was Emily herself. I mean, I can't say that you don't know. Yeah. But the way, like, the language used, mm. Mm. it sounds a little bit childish. So I think um, the customers obviously sent um, something saying, like, hey, I haven't heard back from you. Can you like let me know where my order is? And the mm-hmm. screenshot sort of cu- cuts it off, but it says that this is coming from Sporty and Rich. What is your problem? Your friend emailed me today asking to check on, in quotes, their order. So this is like in separate. She sent one, two, three, yeah. four, five, six, seven, eight messages, like eight separate messages, yeah. um, which was under your name, new message. And it said it was delivering Saturday. Then they stopped replying, new message. Your order is arriving sat and you have nothing better to do but spend your day writing these insane messages, question mark, exclamation mark, question mark, exclamation mark. Uh-huh. Are you insane? New message. What more do you want? New message. If you read the message, USPS, it really has hundreds of orders in a bin that they forgot about. So, yeah, they have had your order for two weeks. Uh-huh. 
And then the customer replies and says, I want you to start replying truthfully to your paying customers. And then Sporting Rich says, how is that our fault? And I'm replying now. So what do you want? Like just just like – that last bit wild. was all in caps. Just wild. <laughs> oh, God. Like, are you insane? Like if you've messaged a brand being like, hey, like I made this purchase a while ago, not sure where it is, haven't heard back from you by email, like do you mind just checking? If they replied to you and they were like, are you insane? It's coming. Like why did you email me yesterday? You'd be like, yes. whoa. And I totally get that she would be or the brand and the Instagram page and the emails would be getting hounded by absolutely everyone that is waiting on their orders. But an easy way to keep addressing it is maybe just keep putting out a blanket post exactly. or a blanket story. And it's like, I've read all your messages. This is where they're at. Yeah. Just do a blanket thing about USPS having an order in their holding area for two weeks. Yeah. Or be like, don't we, be like, it's coming. <laughs> we're getting inundated with orders like and messages yes. will we'll come back to you. You I mean, have to look. remain professional. Like you Fuck. just have to. It's usually the customers that go wild on a brand. Yeah. And also around. like what's the first rule of customer service? The customer is always right. Exactly. <laughs> mm. um, by this stage, tons of celebs and influencers all over the globe have started making statements about no longer supporting the brand or keys, mm. putting X over their items, etc., calling out a need for all of us, especially influencers, to do more research into the brands we buy and promote. Yeah. Which kind of is Funny, I did see that, um, I don't follow her, but there's a local or an Australian girl, Rosalia Russian, that did a, a story mm. on how she wasn't aware. And then I also, there is a local gal that I messaged and I was like, your track pants are really cute. And she messaged back and was like, oh, I shouldn't tell you, but they're sporty and rich and please don't tell anyone. Like, ah. please, don't buy, please don't buy them. And Like she'll wear them because she's got them, but she's not promoting them or tagging them or anything. (laughs) Wow. Um, On that Not Sporty Rich site, they put up a good thing that I thought was interesting is that if you're going to sell your your Sporty and Rich items, you should donate the proceeds to charity or to Black Lives Matter. Fair Um, enough. We've already lost that money anyway. Yeah. So Um, I thought that was a good idea. (laughs) Yeah. There's no Um, way I can wear those hats. (laughs) No, the hats. I mean... You could hold on to them for like 20 years and see if they ever like make a return. But you know me, the hoarder, I might do that. Yeah. (laughs) Um, In light of the recent Black Lives Matter rallies, um, a lot has obviously come to light about the brand along with many others with people drawing attention to their Instagram and its strong representation of white people. Um, Oberg was quiet for a few days before posting a lengthy piece explaining how she's going to help and educate herself. Here is a little about what she said. Um, and you can see this on her Instagram and on Sporting Rich's Instagram. So it says, over the past few days, I spent a lot of time thinking about effective ways to help stop the ongoing injustice and brutality that black people and minorities continue to face in this country. I wanted to act thoughtfully and not blindly repost someone else's quote or message. Sharing an article no longer feels good enough. Reposting a photo on Instagram feels hopeless and fleeting. I want to actually help and not just say we should while sharing storage stories about what's going on I want to be able to do something rather than just say something I don't know what this will entail just yet but I'd like to start by asking everyone who follows or knows me everyone who's fortunate enough not to fear for their lives every day everyone who knows that something has to change to donate to at color of change 
colour of change is an organisation that works to encourage decision and policy makers in large corporations and government to end the unfair treatment of black people and minorities and create a world where they can feel safe, heard, respected and equal. I am pledging to match 100% of those donations for the next 14 days. So please email me a copy of your receipt to emily at emilyoberg.com. It goes on, but that is the gist of it. Mm Mm-hmm. She also then posted a letter from our founder to her website and shared it on her Instagram. In it, she addressed the customer service issues, the design inspiration, quality, sustainability, the wellness club, and her commitment to inclusion, advocacy, and being kind. Some key points. You are the SNR community and you deserve nothing but the best in every interaction with me and the brand. That's a promise I've failed to deliver on recently. On April 10th, SNR unexpectedly received a 1,200% increase of orders overnight. It was an entirely humbling shock. I was not at all prepared for the volume and made errors in logistics and then in communication, which I truly regret. COVID-related challenges and USPS added to those, and I'm so appreciative of their staff for their hard work to get deliveries out during the toughest of times. I should have expected the challenges and delayed the release, or at the very least, been much better about communicating with all of you. Most of all, I wish that I had addressed the questions from those of you impacted by the delays differently, and this is a huge lesson learned. My responses were rude and dismissive. You guys have shown me so much love and I didn't do the same in those moments. I'm sorry for that. Hmm. I've been coming to terms with my own limitations in running a business as a solo entrepreneur and it's clear to me that I need help to do it right. I feel fortunate to have been able to recently hire several team members with operational expertise to ensure an exceptional experience for all of you moving forward. I'm proud to say that out of the four women I have hired, Three are women of colour and I'm fully committed to building a diverse and inclusive team as we grow. I've also implemented new software systems that will help us be better equipped to handle the business and moved our fulfilment to a high volume fulfilment warehouse centre in California. Going forward, every part of how this brand operates will be better, starting with how I communicate with you. That's very interesting that you... She's addressed twice the way that she speaks to people. Yeah. Um, Then she goes on to talk about quality. So she says, like most small independent streetwear brands, Body and Rich Apparel has been produced on blanks, which are basic pieces we buy from a manufacturer and then add designs, logos, etc., all in the U.S., The quality of those blanks and the production process to create the final products are essential. Until recently, Sporty and Rich, with no investors or backing, hadn't been selling in quantities large enough to reach cut and sew minimums and the expense of creating patterns was a roadblock. I'm excited to say that as as of this past month, thanks to you, sales reached the level necessary for cut and sew. And I've been working with a new factory in Los Angeles that mills its own fabric in-house to develop this program. This will begin with the fall 21 season. In the meantime, we'll look into any issue to make sure quality control is super high. I'm looking forward to sharing progress on cut and sew with you. So it kind of just sounds like everything else was sourced cheaply overseas and we paid exorbitant mm. prices for those items and the money she's made from those sales will go to her, towards her vision of good quality products, which she'll sell to other people. 
which is mm. just fucking like so your whole philosophy behind the brand sounds like a lie because you told us that it was all made to order it was all sustainable it was all made in the u.s but it's clearly not because it has tags on it that say that it's made overseas I know. and i don't understand if there's any kind of body of a government body or something that can um address that yeah surely there is it's just insane then she goes on to the wellness club um, saying that she strayed too far away from the topic she's most familiar with. I'm not a doctor or a public health expert, and though I've always made that clear, I should leave it to the others to weigh in on many topics. For now, I'm going to put a pause on the account until I can figure out a way to make it truly beneficial with voices from experts. Yeah. Um, which, yeah, sure. On um, inclusion and being kind, she says, I have a platform and a responsibility to use it to support justice for the black community and the cause of equity for all. As I continue to educate myself on injustice, I'm going to work hard to be a positive part of change in how I treat and interact with others in all settings, in how I use my platform to advocate, in how I make sporty and rich truly inclusive and representative of race and ethnicity, size and gender identify, in how I create a diverse team and in how I help to give voice to people that need to be heard. I know that action is the only proof and I'm going to hold myself accountable. Sporty and rich is for all. Everyone here is accepted, loved and heard. Then in a strange attempt to potentially address the issue, she posts several photos of African-American Olympic athletes Mm -hmm. and by looking at the account's Instagram and its history, you can make a judgment for yourself. Yeah. Um, she also posted a long spiel about how social media is misleading with an insight into her life and how hardworking she is and sort of like a backstory about how she started, where she's from, where the brand's from. She also touches on, which we haven't talked about yet, which we probably should have at the beginning, the name Sporting Rich and how that's obviously quite problematic. And I think that's another thing that's come out of this with a lot of influencers and people saying like the fact that we even – bought into the name and were proudly wearing it a lot of the time in the midst of the pandemic is pretty fucking eye-opening like yes didn't like a lot of us didn't even blink an eye to the exactly fact my hat li- my hat literally says sporty and rich oh, like what the exactly. fuck does that even mean so she's come out and said like um you know where the name came comes from and stuff but i haven't i can't remember what it says but um it was it's nothing like eye-opening. But, um, yeah, that's obviously been problematic as well. But mm-hmm. since – so since all of that and at the time of this recording, the Sporting Rich Instagram page has a load of Land Rover references. So from merchandise to old-school advertising campaigns showcasing what the latest drop looks like, which she calls the Land Rover-inspired capsule collection. So I guess that's in a bid to show where she's getting her inspiration from and she's highlighting the points about plagiarism and referring to the actions she's going to take to change that in her letter. Uh-huh. Um, all of the posts have like the comments disabled and on her personal account the comments are all vetted. So it kind of like it says like a comments are, um, what does it say, like commas, comments are limited on this post or whatever but the only comments that – come through like from her friends or from people that are like positive which kind of shows like no accountability and you know censorship which is pretty dishonest Mm. Mm -hmm. she also said that the capsule will only be stocked in 
selected retailers and not on her site as they're focusing on getting out the April May orders. <laughs> Harmony, her boyfriend's brand, are stocking her on their store. Uh, yeah. Uh, on their oh wait, wait. On wait, their wait, website. That's yeah. so interesting. Yeah. Harmon Harmony, which is her boyfriend's brand, are also stocking her on their store. Yeah. Um, um insane. Yes, I saw that post about uh not doing a drop and not relaunching her website for pre orders and whatnot. They're just yeah. gonna do in retail. Interesting. Well, it was interesting actually I read something this morning as well. Um, because she, she said that the brand are now climate neutral certified. So she's posted that they're getting back to all, oh, she's sorry. Sorry. She also said that the brand are now climate neutral certified, but someone, um, like must've commented or replied back to it being like, well, how like climate neutral are you when you've had all these issues with posting um, orders around the world and then everyone's refunding their orders and sending them back like yes. how, how so climate neutral is it. that yeah you've doubled the load wow. um on her own instagram page she's posted a selfie of herself in the land rover tracksuit two pay two tracksuit <laughs> two pay <laughs> very on brand yeah uh in the land rover tracksuit two piece Along with images of herself in Paris, which uh, I did hear that's where her boyfriend lives. Yeah. So she's between LA and Paris. But which I don't on know, that like... podcast, mm. they made a good point of carbon footprint. Does she yes. buy the, um, does she, what is that thing? Where you that... can like, I guess offset, essentially carbon offset, offset yeah. your carbon. So she's traveling a lot, you know, mm. in a, in a plane um, in Paris. Her stories are a mix of personal content like dumbbells with supplements. Apparently, what's an MLM? So apparently um, in one of the stories that was posted this morning, she posted like a photo of like a drink, like a cup and then a sachet of vitamins, like a supplement. And apparently it's a multi-level marketing supplement brand, a scheme. So people are like, oh. now now Emily's supporting MLM. Oh, <laughs> Vegetable, so okay, so she did that and yeah. also posts vegetable juice and Black Lives Matters links to donate and news. I mean, at least she's trying, right? Yeah. Yeah. She's um, also said that the brand now, oh, you said that. Yeah. So okay, she, yeah. and then she posted that they're getting back to all of their emails and that they love their customers. That's one thing she okay, posted as well. if you say so. Yeah. Um, some other stuff that I didn't, like I think is quite interesting. Um, she's also been accused of buying fake followers. So um, which I think is in the podcast. She, she, they like bring it up in the podcast and then she's like, what is that? How does that happen? Oh my God. Like, whoa. Um, and then, then I saw a, a screenshot. I think it was on not sporty rich that said, that a woman commented being like, I just saw your post come up in my feed, but I never followed you. Stop buying fake followers. Interesting. Which I didn't even know you could do because that happens to me all the time. I'm like, I never followed this account. Yeah. Like, how the hell I know did this get mean. in my feed? And apparently if you buy fake followers, but surely you should be like, get a cut of that. Because <laughs> I, was, I was like, I definitely. Honestly, I think, and you're like, it, it would happen all the time. But even when I see something pop up on my 
feed, I think maybe someone I followed a brand now changed their name. Like when you mm. don't recognize it, you think maybe the Instagram name is different. Yeah. Like you really can get confused. I know. That's how so, they get away with it. There's that. And then we touched on the fact that she's an anti-vaxxer too, which I just think is a, I don't know, Her, interesting little tidbit. Um, yes. It's also interesting that no mainstream media outlets seem to have picked this up yet. So maybe because it's too fashion-y or it's just like an Instagram brand or whatever. But the Sydney Morning Herald wrote a small piece about local influencers calling it out, but that's it. Um, mm. And at one point I saw Gab Waller had a truckload of those Be Nice, Get Lots of Sleep t-shirts, but the post has since been removed, likely because she doesn't want to be affiliated. Interesting. Um, in a nylon article posted in May, she told them that she has long-term plans to build luxury wellness centres, but for now she's oh, fucking wild. But for now, she's building a base of loyal customers and followers through limited edition drops and her new Instagram Instagram platform, Sporty and Rich Wellness Club, which garnered ten thousand followers within the first week of its launch. This summer, she has plans to open a sporty and rich juice bar in Paris. Not anymore. Go you. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I also think it's weird. Like she seems to still have lots of supporters. So like Cassandra Gray from Violet Gray has been liking her post. Peniel Teesback. I don't know how to say her name properly, but she still follows her. Emily Sindlev. She is like posting photos of her still wearing her clothes. I think they're friends. But like – it's just, I mean, maybe it's because they're not, um, I mean, Cassandra Gray is in America. She knows better. But maybe, like, they're just not really across the whole um, I don't know. issues it's of very, the um It's very polarising if you affiliate yourself with her or. Yeah. I think, like, her, I'm not sure if she has, a like, a PR team, but I think she's, like, I mean, obviously she had to launch this Land Rover thing because I think that was already happening. It was ready to roll, whatever. Mm-hmm. And it's on a few other websites as well now. Um, so I think, you know, that was inevitable. But in terms of, like, the way she's handling the situation, I, I don't know, like, is that what, like, do you just have to take into account that she's trying and, you know, she's said she's trying to do better, she's going to do better, and then you sort of watch how she does that and, you know, actions speak louder than words rather than being like cancelling her or whatever. Like you made a mistake, you're trying to fix it, you've said sorry, these are the actions you're implementing. Uh, Like I don't know what you do from here on, you know. Yeah, as in like you don't know what more she could possibly be doing. Yeah. I just get this vibe that um, she's, that kind of person that doesn't really understand where the backlash is coming from. Yeah, she's yeah, she, and she's really young, like very young. She's only twenty one. Well, twenty one at the time of that podcast. I, um, I think. Yeah, she's twenty six now. I think, but still. Oh, yeah, um, right. So I guess we'll see what happens from here. But it's one to kind of keep, um, your eyes on. And I Definitely. guess, I guess, like in the age of cancel culture, and you know, like Instagram and all of that, like it would be different when the if the comments were all turned on, you would still be seeing the same level of hate and whatever. But I kind of feel like what what that doesn't serve anyone, doesn't serve yeah. her, doesn't serve the community around her. I don't think she should be posting photos of herself in Paris or wearing the new drop and stuff. But 
you know, that's just my personal opinion. But, yeah, it'll be, I don't know, and, like, we'll see what happens. And the way you're right, because the comments are off, we aren't seeing how people are reacting to this new launch. But I think it would still be a, like, a hot ticket. People would still want these items. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think, well, she posted a photo of, um, I think it was a model wearing the collection and then, like, all these comments being like, oh, my God, like, love it, whatever. Um, So if you don't, and, like, I've seen friends this weekend that have posted or friends Interesting. Friends this weekend that have posted wearing it. I'm just like, oh, God. Yes. Um, But head over to not, at not sporty rich two the number two and you can find um some alternatives of like streetwear brands to support and places to shop they're also all female led i believe um Mm -hmm. and you can kind of follow the story and you know see some of the stuff that's coming out about it Mm -hmm. and i think they're keeping her accountable by um they are posting like her correspondence with people and her communication with customers still so yeah hopefully it's getting better yeah so it's kind of like I guess if she does get through this um it's will be like a blueprint for how brands and influencers and stuff will will like get like use this as a way to kind of get through things as well Definitely. It's- Head on over to our Instagram and we'll, we'll pop up um, a few of the sc- screenshots and stuff and you can make an informed decision on your own. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.